Right, wait, wait, hold on, hold on one second. Let me flush the toilet. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, if we're not recording, I might as well, you know. No, I'm going to leave it in. I'm going to start. <laughs> totally on brand. It's in there. All right, lads, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Mick Thomas here, Cheaper Than Therapy. I normally have a nice fancy intro where I thank you all for liking, subscribing, sharing, commenting. Uh, but I think the sound of Neil Rubenstein flushing his toilet is just a perfect metaphorical and a literal description of my podcast. So uh, the great Neil Rubenstein, everybody. All right, Neil, how are you? I'm great, man. How are you? Good. So the first four minutes of our conversation was you on a toilet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, I guess that's the place where people get all the work done nowadays, right? Well, I mean, that's my uh that's where I, you know. <laughs> that's the office. Yeah, there's more video of I've gotten more likes on YouTube <laughs> with videos of me on the toilet. <laughs> now, not on the toilet. There's that video up of uh, Mike Mike Calcagno, uh I guess he's your partner um creative partner when it comes to a majority of your YouTube videos for, for sketches. Um, yeah. And he did a great one with his wife uh, yeah. about working. <laughs> and then he, you guys did a follow-up. Yeah. Where he plays a, a bathroom a stretch or whatever you want to call him. Yeah. So are you legit on the toilet in that one too, or just kind of, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not. Uh, yeah. I had, Yes, I was on the yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. It's a funny sketch, guys. Definitely, uh, definitely go check it out. But um, so what have you been doing, man? The one, the one thing I'll say about you is when we start, the second is started. Um, you come to mind first of all as one of the hardest working guys I know because you have fucking so many fingers in different pies, creatively, of course. Thanks, man. Um, that you're fucking everywhere. Like you, you really, really, really hustle on every aspect that you can, that you can hustle on, which is inspiring, man. Like there's been times I'll sit at home, and I'll go like my podcast is. Let's say for example, I go my podcast is fine, and then I'll go I'll see something like fuck, but his on YouTube. So now I'm in the middle of getting all my shit over to YouTube, um, and that's because fucking someone like you. But I just noticed the second it started, you were immediately creating support groups for comics for anyone creative uh but how how you manage during everything now that like nothing everything came to a halt for you of course but br- pretty much a lot of it did so how are you coping now Ooh, i uh, i'm having a hard time because i haven't i've like mentally accepted that like i'm effed okay you know um you can curse on like, this by the way huh you can curse on the show, by the way, if you want to. Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> when I can catch it, I don't. Like, I try not to curse if I can catch it. Yeah, yeah. I got it. But it's, you know, I slip. Um, especially on my own podcast, I'm a blue streak because I'm, I'm not prepared. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're on the uh, toilet, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I know that I'm effed. You know what I mean? Like I was in a place, I was in a place right before this where like I really felt like I was gaining a ton of momentum. My schedule was lined up where I was gonna like actually make a decent amount of money coming up. And then you know I feel like everything was you know once everything was stopped, I like I'm not gonna get that momentum back. That was like 
you know, five years or whatever of just like pushing and pushing and pushing and working and hard work and hard work. And it's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like every club is going to go back to their day one guys. You know what I mean? Like I had fought into these clubs over so long. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so I know that I'm not choice number one when it opens back up. So I don't think it'll be another five years before I'm back in the few clubs that I was working. But I do think it'll be like a year or two before I'm back in those clubs, you know? I mean, I disagree on that for especially for for like at the end of the day, I think clubs are going to be smart. Right. And yes, I think. I said this before, I think the Kings will come down from the mountains, right? Like the big yeah. guys now will start yeah. popping into the clubs and, and, and if they're going to, like, if, if someone walks in, well, I'll top of my head. If, I, if, if, if a Bill Burr walks into a club, right. Cause his theater gig is going to be canceled for a while. Um, and he wants to do an hour. That's going to eliminate three to four comics off the show. Um, but that's not going to be every club. And I really think if every club is smart enough, they're going to, as kind as they were for putting, um, how do you say, not like not less talented, but not guys on the way up, right, who are just not that strong yet, and are getting haven't found their groove yet. I think that might hold. But you, you were funny, man. Like from like you were all you always did your job though. Like, and I think yeah. if they're smart, they're not going to look for. Is it a big name? Because I could sit here as could you. We could name ten comics who are big names. That if you took away that name, they're like, eh, all right. I, I think know? it's not even about that. It, it's not. It, it's like uh, a, a club in Oklahoma City is going to book, you know, the twenty or thirty guys within four hours of the place before they book the guy who's got to come eighteen hours. Right. Right. That's I, what I think is going to happen. You know what I mean? And and then on the other hand, it's like before this was happening, there was enough going on in my life where that 18 hour trip I could make work. Whereas if that's the only thing I have for a whole month, I don't know that I can make that work, you know? Sure. Sure. There's just little things where I'm just like, all right, that this might be comedy might have to take a backseat for the first time for in a while. And I I don't want to get to that point. But, uh, I mean, fortunately, which is a weird thing to say, fortunately right now I can't go work somewhere else, so it doesn't matter. Sure. <laughs> you know? So I, yeah. I just plug away doing as much as I can. And but, ho- hopefully, you know. But didn't you step away a few years ago, took a break for a while from stand-up, or, or, did, or did you just yeah, go down with separate long, avenues? Yeah, that was a long time ago. So I started whenever I started, and then I stopped in, like, 2009 or 10 right and then i i just you know i quit completely i was just disillusioned by a lot of things um but then when i came back to it like in 15 i was i mean i i probably quit my job in like 2016 yeah like i I quit my job like pretty quickly into that and i've been i mean i've been coasting i mean i haven't been you know 
not killing it, you know. <laughs> no, but when you came back though, man, like, and again, this is kind of to speaking to the type of person you are. When you came back, you immediately, at least the clubs I saw, you excelled. You know what I mean? Very, very fast. And then I would look on, I would catch you online, and I'm like, holy fuck, like he's now he's in this club. And then I'm like, holy fuck, he's over here. And it was like, there's very few guys that, because I, I, I kind of myself, within myself, pride my own work ethic, right? About how far I'm going, my own gauge and this kind of stuff. Very few guys make me go, all right, you better get the fuck. Because and then all of a sudden I would see a page like yours. And I'm like, holy shit, he's gunning for you, man. You better get the fuck up and start <laughs> like, and you make, you made me work harder. You were one of the few guys that did that. Uh, so I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. No, I mean it, man. It's like, it's, you know, you can never get comfortable. And then you, you see a guy and you go like, fuck, if, if I keep sitting on at the pace I'm in and the comfort level I'm in, then that guy's going to take your spot because at the end of the day, you're competing against yourself. I'm not really competing against yeah, you and no, vice versa. No, I agree with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, if, yeah. but if you get to a certain level, only because you're working, like I don't like. Do I believe in? Ta- I mean, Conor McGregor has a great. Conor McGregor doesn't believe in talent, is what he says. He goes, I only believe in hard. There's no such thing as talent. There's only hard work. And yeah. if you're to follow that guideline, man, you're fucking. You're start like you've made me move. You made me move. <laughs> well, you're talentless. Well, you go by that. I do see that. <laughs> yeah. I do see that you're talentless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You know what I meant. I said, if I agreed with that, <laughs> I, I, I think that the you need a certain amount of talent to make the hard work worth it. But, or damage if you're a comic. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> but I do see. I mean, yeah. I mean, I get you can. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think. I don't know. Yeah, I, thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I, I just I always felt like no look no one's and this goes for everybody. I mean, no one's no one's at a shortage for things they can comics they can book or uh, right. videos they can watch or you know. There's no shortage of entertainment. There's no shortage of content. There's no shortage of comedians. So if you want to, if you want to be making to be making forward progress, you have to push that cart. Like no one's no one's lining up to give Neil Rubenstein a hand up. But right. if I show them that giving me a hand up benefits them in the long run because I'm just going to get better and I'm, I'm going to be with them for years and uh, you know, they're going to get multifaceted things from me. You know what I mean? Like if I show them that uh, by helping me out now, when I'm a headliner, I'm going to do my special there or I'm going to end up on Netflix or I'm going to, you know, have a YouTube video from your club with millions of hits if I show sure. that to them, then they're then they're more likely to help me than Joe Schmo, who's like, oh, I just want to get up here now until I can do theaters. You know what I mean? Or yeah. until yeah. I can get into the real clubs. And yeah, I'll, it makes sense. And I'll drop, you know, I'll drive whatever sixteen hours to do Cedar Rapids, whereas a lot of comics will hear Cedar Rapids and be like, what? I'm going to Cedar Rapids. It's like, well, it's your loss because that city's dope, and 
you know yeah i was like that too like i, I was never afraid the distance to me was always and plus not being from here i just like to see yeah. other fucking places you know it's like and it's like the show was the bonus part of it but the journey for me like i know that sounds very but literally was like not to sound like a fucking philosophical douchebag but literally no, the journey for me is what sold it you know what i mean yeah well i got i get to go to this town that i've never seen or heard of before yeah fuck yeah, I'm going to go. You know, like even right now I'm in talks with South Carolina that just opened up. So to get down to one of their clubs in the near future, um, you know, so I'm kind of thinking about that. I'm trying to play around with that idea. If I will, if I won't go, um, if it's advisable or not to go down, you know, how do you feel about everything that's going on? Like not, not from a political point of view, because I know you're very outspoken <laughs> kind of when it all started. Like, do, do you, I are you one of those? Go ahead. I 100 percent believe it's real. I believe it's terrible. Okay. I am scared to get it and die. But what am I, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to never right. work again. I have to work. So if the places are safe, if the they're gonna wipe down the microphone, or I can avoid. I don't need a mic. If it's 20, if it's 40 people in a room, I can. I don't need a microphone. Yeah, uh, I can not. I, I can not shake anyone's hand. I can stand six feet away from someone. Yeah, we can make it work. We can make it work. If, I just, no, you know, if, I think stand up is what phase three of any opening procedure. Uh, yeah, but I'm seeing it already. Um, there's a couple of clubs in the Midwest that are open, and Ryan Broth from Comics just did a or is doing this weekend. Like a big open air event, not a big. I mean, what a forty seats, but uh, open air, like it's an outdoor, which is legal now in some places in Connecticut. Um, so they're uh, really? they're abiding by social distancing rules, and everyone's got to wear a mask. And it's not a terrible idea to get a venue going like that, an open air one. Uh, you know, me and me and Tom DeSillis were talking about trying to do an open mic like that. We did. I've done plenty of open air ones uh, at festivals. I've done maybe five, six open air shows. They're very weird They're because weird. because it's not even just the surrounding about you. Just like the laugh, you don't get the laughter. Yeah. You know, you don't get it. Doesn't hit you in the face. It just goes right up into oblivion. You know, and it's hard to kind of feed back off. It's kind of hard to feed off the energy that's not that you're not getting and, and then now if you cover the face yeah. you don't even know if they're laughing or yeah. not you know that's gonna i think that's which gonna is, be everywhere you know what i mean that's just like we're not you're just that big laugh that's gonna be hard to come by i think for a while yeah but then like not if they if they kind of figure this out like everyone wears masks and how are you supposed to drink how are you supposed to eat to two drink minimum how are you supposed to how are you supposed to eat you know and then <laughs> Also, that's the fucking hypocritical thing. See, you got me cursing. That's the hypocritical thing of it all. It's like all these, like, I see these people like, oh, wear a mask, wear a mask, you have to wear a mask. And then, like, I see them in the park with a mask and a slice of pizza. And it's like, are you, how do you, <laughs> how are you doing that? Is your pizza wearing a mask? Or, is yeah, it getting the COVID on it and then you're eating the pizza. Like, I, I don't, how did that work? How does that work? <laughs> there was a commercial which reminds me it brings me back to when I was like literally a child watching TV right and the AIDS pandemic came out and they were making comedy commercials to try and make it kind of you know sink in rather than they go let's laugh at this disease while educating right and who was the guy who played uh, Drop Dead Fred Rick um, do you know who I'm talking about Drop Dead Fred 
Do you remember that movie? It's, it was big over in America, even though it was a British movie. No. Um, Rick, do, do you remember? There was a TV show called The Young Ones came out of Europe. Oh, I remember MTV, The Young Ones. The, yeah, but there's a guy called... There's a Neil. <laughs> no, let me see if I can go... If I can Google this shit here too while I'm chatting to you. But anyway, the commercial was he was sitting at home and he was learning about AIDS, right? Everyone was learning about AIDS on the TV. And it says, always wear a condom when you're blah, 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 right? So in this commercial, uh, Rick something, his real name is um, Drop Dead Fred. So what happens, he's, he's making out with this girl on the couch, right? They're just making out and he takes out a condom and he opens it. And he 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 uh, he puts it right across, like he folds it out and lays it on his groin area, like totally in a jeans. Right, right, right. And then all of a sudden, like as they're making out, it slips off his crotch, and he goes, "Oh my god, we got AIDS now! We got AIDS!" And and it was kind of like, you know, like no, you fucking idiots. That's not how you you have to put it on here. <laughs> I've been walking around like Walmart now, like a lot. That's sadly that's my go-to to get out. And fucking, I mask up, glove up, do yeah. all that shit. And it's people in a Walmart are just walking around and they're wearing this fucking thing and they just have it on their chin. Like, it doesn't mean you have to wear a fucking, like, just wear the mask. You have to fucking cover it up, you asshole. Dude, it. Rick Mail. That was the guy. Rick Mail. The whole thing is it's just everyone's. Uh, I can't. It's. I. I yeah. Uh, I want to be safe. I don't want to get a disease, but also, how long am I supposed to be out of work? The government's not helping me. Uh, phone bills still due. Car payments still due. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. It fucking stinks. I mean, the, 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 the thing, too, which is pissing me off now is, like, how the government... When I say the government, I don't mean... I'm not going all the way up to Trump, right? I'm not going... I'm not one of those guys. But the local people... Like, I jog to stay healthy. Right next to me, there's a field, right? It's a, it's a football field with little workout stations. And I jog around. It's a quarter of a mile. And I jog around the perimeter. Every, I set my timer for an hour. And I just go. I listen to podcasts, audiobook. I stop at these little workout stations. And I do whatever, you know, 10 pull-ups, run around, stop. 10, and then when I come back around, I do it again. And whatever it is, right? So, And I don't count. I just go for the hour. Every time there's one woman who calls the cops on me and like, I'm the only person in this open, open field and the cops pull up and they wave to me and I go, Hey man. And I walk, I walk slowly off the field, head down and I, they go, I'm sorry, buddy. When we get the call, we have to respond to it. Right. So in other words, they don't want to do it. But my friend last night and I put it online, uh, Christian Vasquez, who is the owner of out in Shirley, uh, strong Island boxing. He goes in there at nighttime and what he does is he sets up his phone and he does an online, free online class. Like, hey, guys, follow this. You know, he does right. shadow boxing, jump rope, push-ups, sit-ups. Come on, guys, work out with me. And there's a video up, and I put it on my Facebook last night that the fire marshal showed up and gave him a cease and desist. What? Like, yeah, man. It's fucking no, disgusting. It it's just one guy by himself, and he's not even making money from it. He's just trying to keep his regular customers that, hey, guys, we're still here together, right? We're still with you. I'm still keeping an eye on you. You know Yo, what I mean? And it's fuck- on, like, I'm telling you, but like the, the thing that's pissing me off now, right? And it's at the start of this, I was all in, right? I was all in, dude, just like you. I'm still afraid of it. You know, I found out the other day from talking to my mother that before my dad died, they think he had it. I mean, he, but he got, he died of cancer, riddled with cancer. 
nothing to do the fucking the coronavirus had nothing to do with it but they think it kind of passed through his system but, but so I was all in in relation to the dangers I still am you know I don't want to get it you don't want elderly people to get it because it's not it's fucking killing people but for essential workers like how is someone stacking t-shirts at Walmart yeah. and I don't want these people to lose their job either right. by the way I'm not saying like come on close them down but not but like how is yeah. he allowed clothes but a guy right. uh, who owns a pizzeria or a fucking like how are they meant why do they have to stay closed if you're if you're if you can order something on amazon and the guy the the guy has to the 12 dollar an hour guy has to go drive it to you and bring it to you then why can't a tattoo shop or a barber shop buy appointment they stay safe you know what i mean like what like why can't those guys do their business it, it, I agree it, with you 100%. Why, how man. come the only people still making money is Amazon, Walmart, Target, uh, big food suppliers, big food chains, uh, Nissan, the banks? You have to pay those guys. I got to pay Nissan every month. Yeah. But Nissan doesn't have any employees because they, so, so they're not paying their, their employees. I just pay them. I just keep giving them money. Yeah, it's fu- it's like, but I mean, if to even to go to Target or Walmart, right? Like, I get it. Like, if you want to leave the food part open, but how the fuck can I walk down and buy a TV if I want to? How can I walk by now and buy buy a plunger for my? T- like, you know what I mean? I should. That whole section should be sectioned off. So if the young guy packing underwear and T-shirts is there, like, why can't fucking Sal's Pizzeria be open? It's just, it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Why can't this guy teach a boxing class vir- virtually? No one's in the building. He's safe. No one's in the building. He owns that building. He's paying rent or paying rent. He's still paying rent on that fucking place. Why can't he use the place? Oh yeah, and his landlord is not. Uh... Yeah, that was last night, man. It's it's and absolutely that's what ridiculous. I said the, it's absolutely ridiculous. Very beginning. That's is what I said from the very beginning. I was like, "You're we're we're heading down a slippery slope." I understand why we're doing what we're doing, but when you give up the right to assemble, you're giving the police the right to arrest you for any reason, any reason, and they're doing it. They're beating up people in parks and they're beating up people on the street just because they say, Oh, you're social. It's a social distancing rule. Oh, I'm going to arrest you. And I don't want to get arrested. Yeah, I'm going to get beat up by the cops. Yeah. It's a, cr- it's a crock of shit. Like at this stage now it's gone on to, like, I think people should be allowed to open their business as long as they follow yeah. certain guidelines and, and give people the option. Like if, if you like, for example, you said like, you don't want to get it right. I definitely don't want to get it. So you should have the option if you want to go to a comedy club or to go yeah. get a pizza or fucking whatever it is instead of just being told, no, you're yeah, not I allowed. I should have been allowed from the very, very beginning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the beginning, I understood because nobody knew what it was. And then you got the videos they, they, they and stories coming out. They still of, like, know the same thing. The, the, this is the, the, the craziest thing to me is that they, the whole point of this was to flatten the curve. That's what they kept telling us, right? Flatten the curve. Right. Flatten the curve just means the same amount of people get it and die from it just over a longer period of time. Yeah. Yeah. So at no point was this about saving lives. 
This was about spreading out the death so it didn't overwhelm hospital workers. So it's like, all right, well, if we're all going to have to get it anyway, why? What are, what are we doing? And I think the testing too. Nobody's getting tested either, though, right? Like, there's no I testing. Think now, like I proper... think now testing is more readily available, but I don't think it's like really like super readily available. Um, Do you trust it? Do you I don't trust know. the My numbers? My wife was just saying that the other day. She was like, "There's so many false positives and false negatives. How can you trust it?" Yeah. Trusted the same thing. You like to you trust. So if your disease is real and these people are dying from it, well, then I have to trust that the tests work. You know, like yeah. I'm just using that. I guess you got no, you got no you choice, right? Like. All right, like I'm already a paranoid lunatic enough to begin with. Well, I'm gonna add, yeah, I don't know, man. When do you see it uh, falling back into place of somewhat of normal? I think Long Island is gonna be slow on the uptick. I think New York City is, I think, where it's gonna be. I think it's going to be at least like September, October for New York City to like be open for, you know, any kind of gatherings at all. Maybe, maybe at the end of summer, there'll be like sidewalk restrictions lifted, but Long Island, I don't know. I think probably sooner than later because it's, uh, people seem to be, people seem to be. Yeah. yeah, very antsy, man. It's very antsy. You know, I don't like it. I don't like it. I I, I get I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't like it. Yeah. But I, I get it. And the people that want to work, I think they should be allowed to work. Like, let it be up to the people. You don't want to go get a haircut? Don't get a haircut. That's fine. But why can't the yeah, why can't that's, the that's... Job, why can't that guy pay for his building? He's got to pay rent. He's been paying rent this whole time. No one's helping him out. Yeah, if you're lucky enough to have a landlord that understands, which is very rare, right? You're you're going to be somewhat fine. But if you don't, like if you don't, you're fucked. The landlord doesn't care. The landlord, I mean, but then again, what's the landlord? Who's going to come in but, and take the? La- you know what I mean? Hey, so forget the landlord. There's other. You know what I mean? Like he still has his his kid to feed and him to feed, and he still mm-hmm. has to pay insurance. You know what I mean? He still has to pay, you know, like there's still like other expenses on top of that, like his utilities and his his phone bill. And you know what I mean? Like, it's not like he doesn't have any bills to pay. It's like you're still hemorrhaging money, just like everybody. I mean, I'm just I'm saying just like everybody. We're all just hemorrhaging money. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. We all have phone bill. We all have car payment. We all have, you know, food expenses i mean that's bare minimum stuff if if the only way i can make money it and yo and that's the other thing it's like the the people the like the most self-righteous of the people that are like stay home f your freedoms all those all right well do something for someone else do something help people out you know what? It yeah. doesn't have to cost money. Yeah. 
Yo, you know what? Put on YouTube in the background. You know what I mean? Like, I make right. money from you viewing my things. So just click play on the playlist. Sure. Open another window in front of that window. You don't even have to, you know what I mean? Like, turn the sound off. Turn the sound <laughs> off. Put the window behind the thing. All right, now you're helping people out. Now you're helping out small, you know, now you're helping out artists. You're helping out content creators. Instead of, you know, mm-hmm. like, photoshopping off uh the creator's name to the meme about uh about the mask that you're reposting you know what i mean and then and then order wine for yeah that. yeah it's like how, how are you how is that essential you know what i mean like uh, i guess so I even, right there's ways to I help each even, other like, right i can't even formulate actual like i can't even formulate the correct thoughts because it's just it's so crazy to me it's so frustrating so where are your energy going now, man? What, like, I mean, how many podcasts do you have? I just have the one, and I don't even like doing it. I really. <laughs> That's the one. You the yeah, was it stuck? It, is it stuck yeah, in traffic? What's that? I don't want to ruin it. There's been no traffic. <laughs> I don't even, uh, dude. I don't even enjoy doing the podcast. I feel like I'm doing it just to do it at this point. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's a muscle though, man. Yeah. It's a creative muscle too. You know what I mean? The second you kind of, like I went on a rant on a podcast either this week or the week before and I just kind of like, like kind of it stirred up in me and I wrote it down afterwards and I was like, holy shit, that's a bit now that's not COVID yeah. related. <laughs> you know, because the writing is like pretty much stopped um, because I don't want to be the guy that comes, I don't want to be like like every other guy that has Hey, remember we have to wear, you know what I mean? That whole homeschool, your kids, yeah. joke. like every COVID-19 joke is going to come out. And by the end of the night, a, a, an audience member or the end of a month, especially the way some guys don't turn over material, it's just going to be the same shit over and over again. Even though it might be different, it's still the same. So my writing has been very stagnant, but now I've got four or five bits kind of that came along that are not covid related and i think the podcast just by talking and ranting is a great way to kind of to come up with something you know to keep yourself creative so i would definitely not bail on that even if you shorten yeah. the podcast down to 20 <laughs> minutes you know what i mean it's yeah, just keeping no, something not, going yeah, you know I just, I just uh I, i'm starting to feel like uh i'm starting to refer to stuff as like i i don't know if you saw me say this but um just another piece of styrofoam on the internet landfill. Like, yeah, like that's yeah, what I feel like yeah. I'm doing. I just, I'm just creating so much garbage that eventually murders a dolphin. You know, like I just. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the, you know, I have the. But you can't though, man. All it takes is, it takes is for like fucking, if you get 20 people to just like it and then all of a sudden they, they hook on and it's like, even if it's for like, I look at my listeners every week and I go, wow, this is more than what would actually turn up to a comedy club I, to yes, listen to just me, I'm you know? I'm fully aware that I went from 300 subscribers to 2,500 subscribers. I went from, you know, getting four views on a thing to getting 50 views on a thing. I get, I get it. I understand, right. and I keep doing it. But if it doesn't catch by the end of this pandemic, I'm gonna have to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. Well, listen. I hope my uh, my listeners can go out there tell the people uh, where to find you. Yo, if you go to neilrubenstein.com, there's links to all of it. 
the YouTube channel, the set, the comedy, the podcast, my Instagram, where you find all my dumb memes about the COVID virus. <laughs> Which are great. <laughs> it's like pick a side, you know. What I mean? All right, Neil, listen, man. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but fuck it, man. Some of you can wake up and depending on your. Sometimes I wake up like that too, and I'm like, right, I'm pro people. And then I'm like, then I'm like, yeah, fuck the government. And then I'm like, no, you know what? The government are doing the right thing by us. Let's just let's just hear them out, guys. Let's just put down the. It really is, dude. It depends on who. It depends on who I'm talking to or what I'm reading. Like if someone's like, if someone's like, yeah, I'm like, eh, he's doing an alright job. And then someone's like, Trump's the best. And I'm like, nah, the government whacked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that scene in Reservoir Dogs. Remember Mr. Pink? Yeah, yeah. Arguing he's like, oh, you convinced me. And he's like, you know what? You're convinced me. Yeah, You're he's really convinced like me. Give me back my dollar. <laughs> I'm, I'm like that. Like, it's it's really bad. I'm like, I'm like, COVID's real. I'm scared. You know, like, I'm like, I don't want to go to the supermarket. And then, like, and then, like, I'll see something on CNN. Like, Dr. Fauci will come on CNN, and I'm like, F this. I'm going outside. I'm not wearing a mask. <laughs> I'm licking people. That's how I say hello now. <laughs> there's a scene. There's a scene in Friends where Joey's filming a movie with, like, a famous actor. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, what's his name? I for- Fucking... The guy plays uh, yeah, yeah, Commissioner yeah. Gordon from Batman. I remember that. I found the picture of Fucking in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of it, like Joey just no peace and just goes. <laughs> he just finishes the sentence and then spits. Yo, I kind of you know how I do that's not okay sometimes like. A, yeah, so yeah. I want to do it. That's oh, not okay. Fuck, that's like, great. Like a COVID-related, like, <laughs> like social distancing things, and like spitting on people, like, like putting something in your mouth. You fucking should. You fucking should, man. That'd be hysterical. Or just go up and randomly handcuff people together. <laughs> so funny. Oh my god. All right. Well, thank you. Fucking thank great. You. Thank I appreciate you. you coming on, man. Uh, everybody, check out Neil, uh, neilrubenstein.com for everything. I can guarantee you're going to laugh. His videos are historical. His memes are great. Uh, just go check him out. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Any comments, concerns, send them to my Instagram page. That's where I get all my messages from, Mick Thomas Comedy. And uh, take care of yourselves. Look out for one another. And don't forget to wash yourselves, you dirty fuckers. Thanks so much. Take care, everybody. Good luck to you now. Good luck. <laughs>